This is the Punk Show Podcast. Vancouver calling. <laughs> well, we're the little uh, little town on the little island just across from Vancouver. Oh, so you're you're on Victoria Island. Yeah, Vancouver. You know what? So many people think it's called Victoria Island, but it's actually called Van- it's very confusing. It's Vancouver Island, and Victoria is the the city at the bottom of that island. That well, makes isn't sense. the entire uh, area um, Victoria Province? No, it, no. Okay, well. <laughs> So much for my knowledge of Canadian history and the regions and the tundra and the fucking <laughs> chips with fucking vinegar and ketchup and all of that fun stuff. Exactly. Well, the I won't... poutine. Oh, I left out the poutine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not really big poutine people over on this side of the country. That's more a Quebec thing, but I won't judge you. Okay. Hey, Keith. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're a very, very busy guy, and uh, to take a few minutes to talk to a little guy like me here, I, I, it's really cool. I appreciate it, man. Well, you uh, on the phone, you sound like you're, what, uh, six and a half inches tall? <laughs> no, I, um, I have an uh, audio specialist uh, next to the Elliott Smith wall on Sunset Boulevard. Okay. And he's this Chinese dude. And I was in there one day just checking out all the gear, different gear that he had in there. He basically, he's like the stereo guy with the speakers and the turntables and all of that fun stuff. And um, the, the the Beatles come on. I guess he's listening to the FM radio. And the Beatles come on. And he looks at me and he says, you know, Ringo sounds like he's. Um, about two feet tall, <laughs> and I'll never forget that it was just like, what, 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 what are you talking about? You know, because we went through that period where the drums were the loudest thing, and it was just like boom, bop, boom, bop. You know, and then there was disco, which was a little bit uh, lighter on the the ears, drum wise. You know, just mm-hmm. to get you to shake your ass. But I just, I looked at the guy and I was kind of scratching my head like, well, what would make you make a comment like that? What, what What's going on? But uh, anyways, so yeah. So you sound like you're six and a half inches tall. <laughs> Ringo's two inches tall. Oh, wait, no, Ringo's two feet tall. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, um, not only am I talking to you, but I'm scrolling through my, uh, list of stuff on um, Facebook, okay. and I'm looking at a photo of um, my, my friend Dimitri, who I play in, in off with. Yes. He plays guitar, and it's a, actually a really cool a photo of him and Chris Cornell. And I, I, I only heard about Chris Cornell like three hours ago. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Well, my regular now, my regular job here is I'm on the morning show Monday through Friday, and this uh, this punk show thing I do is my little side project that for you know for fun. But uh, all morning we've been talking about it. It's been a sad day for sure. Yeah, that's you know. Um, Did you know him? I I, I wouldn't. Um, I rubbed elbows with him once. Mm-hmm. The Circle Jerks did an acoustic set, 
and all of the bands were supposed to play acoustic, and of course, all of the bands didn't play acoustic, <laughs> and because uh, TSOL also played, and they were really good at. I mean, it was just it was um, it was just a weird experience. Mm-hmm. But he's um, fuck. Yeah, that's that sad. It sure is. Like fifty-two years old. I know it's insane. And they were um, out of all of those bands that came from up in, in that part of the world. Um, I, I like all of the sub pop bands. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Love Battery and Mud Honey and Tad mm-hmm. and um, Soundgarden, of course. Of course, Nirvana, you know, and then the discussion that we had this morning turned into, well, we really miss Kurt Cobain, and it's like, well, I always thought that Soundgarden was as cool, if not cooler, than Nirvana. Mm-hmm. But this is just really sad, yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, let's, 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 let's try to talk about something happier. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> politics. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, maybe even a minute. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you what you were doing in Japan, and I kind of uh, let me just preface this with a couple of things because I, when you said you're going to Japan, I my first thought was, well, that you must be doing an off tour over there or something. That's not the case. I uh, I googled around to try to figure out what you were up to, and I thought you might enjoy this because uh, all I could find was a uh, website in Japanese, um, and so I hit the like Google Translate button. And, uh-huh. and this is what it said. Hardcore world eternal idol Keith Morris rampage with apparel. Keith Morris, who has been running in the middle of the punk hardcore scene since 1976, is over 62 years old while still having diabetes. It is still jumping over the stage. Such a guy strikes a new scene. It is a fashion industry. Is that pretty, does that um, sum it up? You know what? Um I'm I for for about the last year and a half I've been working on a, a a project with a bunch of friends. We have a friend who is that's what he does. He does apparel. Okay. Uh he had a company called Teenage Millionaire. He still does. They were they were quite popular because they had a t-shirt with the Jesus is my homeboy. Oh yeah. And um I and he came up with the idea, um, let's do something different. You know, we have all of these punk rock t-shirts and we have all of these rock t-shirts. And, you know, now all of a sudden we have a big rash of people taking photos and just placing them on t-shirts. We know some really amazing photographers. And w- what I mean b- by this is... I've grown up with uh, Ed Culver, okay. who has shot over 500 album covers. Um, I have grown up with a guy named Gary Leonard. Now, of course, we have all of these guys that are like big ultra-mega rock photographers, mm. like Mick Rock, and it's like... We're, what we're doing is, if we're using a rock image, if we're using a band image, we're doing something to uh, make it different from just taking the photo and placing it on the T-shirt. Okay. Um, and there, we're 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 not doing this to appease the punk rock population. You know, we're not doing this 
so somebody could order a T-shirt online for fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, mm-hmm. um, because the 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 internet is flooded, Amazon and eBay and all of those places. So um, we are basically curating. Uh, what I would call a photo exhibit on T-shirts. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you see an image you like, then, hey, if you want to buy it, cool. If you don't, that's also cool. It's it's not the end of our world. <laughs> there, are, there are, you know, so many different things going on. Anyways, we introduced the, 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 the um, company over in Japan. Wow, that's and really okay. Their their whole scene is much weirder than ours, and I am now uh, I've somehow managed to get horn swoggled into the fucking fashion world. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. Uh, well, why not? That's right? what I was. That's what I was doing in Japan. Now I would have liked to have played some off shows, but that wasn't um, happening. Okay. Um. And I, I I was actually supposed to DJ like five events, and the situation was that the the people the people that were um, representing us who were supposed to line up all of these events for some reason hit a wall because they they have Tower Records the last remaining Tower Records stores. Yes, I've heard that over there, yeah. In, in Japan, mm. and there are, I think, like five or six of them, and they're all like in major cities. There's actually two different two different Tower Record stores in Tokyo, because mm-hmm. Tokyo is fucking huge. And um, the thing that happened was that... that uh, I was actually supposed to play a rooftop event. I was supposed to DJ on the roof of the big, like, 10-story tower building um, in Shibuya, I believe it is. Are we talking, like, scratching and DJing or just playing? No, 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 no. Nope, not going to happen. Not me. You're thinking of somebody else. Somebody going, you know, I appreciate all of that, but no, my records, I just have a bunch of rock records, right? you know, (laughs) some soundtracks and some classical music and, you know, um, how could you scratch that? And and I, I love my records. I want to be as nice and friendly to my records as possible. So no, I'm not scratching. I'm playing song after song after song, and it was <clears throat> this clothing um, company is L.A. based, Southern California based. Mm-hmm. The photographers that we work with right now, we're working with two photographers. We're getting ready to take on two more photographers. All of the imagery is Southern California, okay? Because that's what we are. So there's. Uh, a historical value, there's a cultural value, there's a, hey, this is some of the stuff that we've done here or we do here. And that's kind of what it's about. We're, we're um, <clears throat> One of my favorite images that I think uh, got pushed 
very far back. Um, Because, you know, when you're a company, you're starting a company, you want to, like, put your best foot forward, is the image of the homeless woman who's um, made a dress out of a uh, hefty lawn bag, lawn leaf bag. You know, when you rake your front lawn, you got to put them, put the leaves in something. Mm -hmm. And so you put them in a big green, um, basically just a trash bag. So she's made a dress out of this green trash bag. And she's sitting on a bus bench. And all of these people are driving by all of these people. It's a pretty busy street. I want to say it's like Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset Boulevard. And she's got the uh, L.A. Times um, wrapped up like a big joint. <laughs> like if she if, if she wasn't if she didn't have it in her mouth puffing on it, she's got it shoved in her pussy. <laughs> and it's just like, what, what, why so, would you put that on a T-shirt? So the company didn't lead with that one is what you're saying? That, that would have been the one to lead with, yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, 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 we have just all of these different, um, different images, mm-hmm. these different photos. Could be bands. Could be um, we have a uh, a brand new Alfa Romeo that just decided, you know what? Fuck this guy that's driving this car, this fucking arrogant, egotistical douchebag. I'm just gonna fucking blow up. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's there's stuff like that. Um, we we have some sports characters, some Los Angeles, Southern California sports figures. So it's not just, hey, we're going to just print rock and roll T-shirts because Keith knows all of these people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to see these. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now here's some good news. Okay. The uh, One of the guys from Fox News, one of the big head main guys uh, died. Mm-hmm. He's one of the guys that was accused of... Uh, you know, tapping women on the shoulder and giving them a kiss on the cheek and then saying, uh, meet me for lunch in the fucking mop room. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. More, more power to him. May he pull that shit in hell or wherever they end up, wherever idiots like him go. You know, and so now we're getting into some politics. I, yeah. I thought... You know, I thought we kind of made an agreement. I guess I'm an asshole for going there. I I don't normally apologize, so we'll just move on. Okay. Well, it's this is wonderful, by the way, Keith. Thank you, because I mean, I had I was all nervous. I had all these questions. I'm not even going to get to any of these things. I don't think it doesn't matter. Um, I do want to just can we talk about your book for a sec? Sure. Okay. So I uh, I read your book a little while ago, and then when I when you agreed to do an interview, I. Basically, you reread it again. I kind of skipped through it quickly and, and just to remind myself of stuff. And uh, First of all, it's a great book. Um, it, it's a very easy read because it just feels like you're just having a conversation with you. Although, this, it, well, you know, really, <laughs> I guess that's, I was wrong. That, that's called pacing. Oh, yeah. I, I if I had, uh, I um, need to give credit to Jim Rulin for actually writing the book. Right. Okay. I told him all of the stories. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And it was up to him to uh, 
turn the book into a fast-paced punk rock album right or two or three yeah. Well, I have a guy that uh, he, he sort of he does a little feature on my show every week. His, his name is Ty Stranglehold, and he re- he writes for uh, Razor Cake magazine. He knows he knows Jim fairly well, and he was uh, uh-huh. yeah. Anyway, it's just a little aside there. <laughs> but anyway, back to the book. So anyway, really enjoyed it. My damage. Um, now, okay, so it really is incredible that you're even still alive. Let's be honest. I mean, with all the booze and the drugs and all the crazy car crashes and stuff. Um, I will say this, the one kind of close call that stood out for me was uh, that you nearly moved to Edmonton. Um, I fell in love with the gal that was living there. Mm-hmm. She had come down to uh, visit her sister who was married to uh, one of the guys in Big Drill Car. Okay. And she was down here, and um, my band at the time played a show with Big Drill Car, and uh, I happened to be sitting behind our uh, merch table, and our drummer came up to me, and he was looking around, and then he pointed at her and said, dude, she's beautiful. You should go talk to her. I'll watch the merch. <laughs> and everything just f- fell into place. Nice. To the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to move to Edmonton. I got nothing going on down here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and it turned into a big, like, headache, hassle, not on her part, on your um, border people. Oh, no. You know, your, your, your border people are very protective of your jobs. <laughs> and I... Um, now, maybe they've lightened up. Maybe you have an immigration problem. Um, maybe your uh, big ultra-mega corporation people, the industrious people, the people that you know um, employ a lot of people have decided, well, we don't want to employ Canadians anymore, so we're going to move. <clears throat> or we're going to send these jobs to other places. Mm-hmm. That's called outsourcing, of course. And now we're talking about politics again. again what oh, happened? Jesus, Jesus Christ, can, can we not get away from that? <laughs> I You're, you know, I, my in-laws all live in Edmonton, and uh, you, you don't want to live there, Keith, trust me, for any reason. Um, you know, it's flat. You have the oilers. It's freezing cold. You're from Southern California. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to handle it. Well, the night that I flew in, they said, you've, you, you've got to be on the next flight out. The next flight out of here is at 7.30 in the morning. Right. And they let me out of um, their custody. I mean, they didn't cuff me or anything like that, but it was like, well, we've got to talk to the, uh, the, the U.S. border guys, and they, they're going to bring up all of your information, and have you ever been arrested, and... You know, and how much money do you have on you and all sorts of fun crap like that. That went on for like two hours. They actually had her in the um, room next door doing the same thing, mm-hmm. giving her the third degree. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty brutal. Hey, American yeah. border people, you know, they're, they're, on the other hand, really understanding. Um, well, n- not That's necessarily, called <laughs> not, not necessarily. 
Um, okay. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Um, you're playing punk rock bowling in uh, a little over a week here. Yes, with Iggy, who is supposed to be on his last run. That's what we heard. Wow. He's getting ready to throw it in. Um, I'm not... Uh, if I were a betting man, mm-hmm. I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would be the guy that would be saying, "Well, he's probably um, taking a long hiatus. He deserves it. Right. He's been doing it for so long that he needs an extended vacation. <laughs> Let the guy go out there and." Go to some different places and just lay on the beach and suntan with his gal and, you know, all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going down there. Uh, I have not yet ever attended punk rock bowling and my friends all go and I get jealous every year. So I finally decided, uh, fuck it, I'm going. So uh, you've Well, you'll have a really good time. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I hear I'm I'm actually going to be doing a book reading on Saturday. Ooh, okay. At four o'clock. Now I'm keeping my fingers crossed um, because we're we're leaving here Saturday morning, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we're rolling out of here at nine a.m. Right. Because I just for some reason just see traffic backed up for fucking ten miles. <laughs> Woodstock. Yeah. Um, cool. That's not even like, is that like a surprise thing or something? Because I didn't see that anywhere listed anywhere that you were doing that. Um, it's going to be, um, at first I was told it was going to be in a bookstore. And then um, it was told to me that, no, we are going to be um, doing our Signing, reading thing. I don't. I, I. I believe it's no longer a reading unless the, the the uh, Doc Martin booth tent has room for people to sit and listen and throw things and right. You know all that other fun stuff. Okay. Well, that's the great news because I was hoping I might be able to meet you in person when I'm down there. So that sounds like a pretty good opportunity to do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Now you you know so back back to where I am. British Columbia is the name of the province here in, in Canada, Vancouver Island, Victoria, BC. Yeah. Well, I feel oh. sorry for you. I'm <laughs> um, actually. <clears throat> I um, attended a wedding there once. I was part of a wedding, whatever you want to call it, party. Got to wear a custom suit. Mm-hmm. Um. One of my best friends was getting married to a gal from Vancouver. Where else? Right. And it was actually, the weather was beautiful. The um, food was great. The area where they had the um, wedding, uh, apparently Kurt Russell, who I just saw in a movie yesterday, Right here, because I live, I live right behind a movie theater. I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh, okay. And he plays uh, uh, somebody who at first appears to be a really good guy, and then 
the ugly evil secret comes out and he's just the most evil guy to ever fucking be whatever he is cuz i won't i won't give away the the deal with him okay but he and goldie hawn um have a son who skates and when i sk- say skate i don't mean skateboard i don't mean uh, roller skates, roller blades. I mean, he gets on the ice and skates yeah. and plays hockey. And uh, apparently there's some kind of really great um, hockey uh, organization there besides the fucking Canucks. Is it the Canucks or the... Yep, yep, the yeah. Canucks, yeah. So yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because... Um, they were all living in Vancouver for a while because, yeah, he was on a, a like a minor league team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I actually worked in a restaurant during that time in Vancouver, and I served lunch to Goldie Hawn one time, and she smoked inside the restaurant, even though there was uh, you weren't allowed to smoke in restaurants; it's against the law. Oh. But nobody told her to stop because she was Goldie Hawn. Um, yeah, that's kind of uncool, but <laughs> you know, hey, there's worse things in life. Than the ditzy blonde. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what I was what I was going to bring up here was that uh, I know that you're a big fan of DOA and worked with DOA many times in the past. Uh, I've heard, I've seen interviews where you talk. Oh, they about them. suck, <laughs> man! That Joey shithead. What the fuck? Why would you bring them up? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, did you know that we just had what's called our provincial election? So it's to, to elect the new leader of British Columbia. And then so there's all these different ridings, right, and different parties and stuff. And Joe, Joe uh, Shithead uh, ran for office. He didn't win, though, but he was running for the Green Party. And I uh, thought you might be interested in that. Um, yeah, but that um, is already over. Yeah, it's done. But he's running and, the past for other things. You but, know, I, I saw a bunch of uh, feedback on um, – because I have, I have Canadian friends, mm-hmm. you know, and – uh, people pointing fingers at the Green Party. How dare you? You help get the evil one elected or whatever the situation. Right. I, 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 I don't. Um, my knowledge of Canadian politics is uh, about the same as my knowledge of being able to perform brain surgery. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, actually, I'm impressed that you even knew that much about it, about the, you know... Well, no, I ran into, um, Mr. Shithead brought his kid, we played the rickshaw. Yeah. And, um, for all of your listeners who aren't familiar with the rickshaw, the history of the rickshaw, the rickshaw was owned by the Shaw Brothers, who are... Uh, when it comes to uh, kung fu fighting, everybody was kung fu fighting. It was so exciting. Um, they're the guys. Um, they're like the Warner Brothers of China. And they stored all of their film footage there. You know, all of the metal containers with all of the oh. film footage in them. In that building. Which is kind of interesting. Why Vancouver? Maybe at that time that building was dirt cheap. Maybe they bought it. It was, you know, five hundred dollars. Who knows? Right. But 
um, that building, and I love that place, mm-hmm. that building, um, that's just part of its history. They've certainly uh, cleaned up the neighborhood a little bit, which that's promising. Yeah. They've kind of, what they've basically done is they've, they've kind of squished that neighborhood down a little bit. So parts that used to be really uh, not so good are, are, you know, gentrifying or whatever and getting better, but there's still a pretty nasty little pocket of East Vancouver there. But uh, we won't talk, yeah. We keep going back to the politics thing. Always going back. Well, you brought the politics up this time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you need to apologize. Okay, I I do. We're not going, we are not going any further until you apologize to me. I'm sorry. I demand an apology (laughs) and not some half hearted, uh, limp wristed apology. Now, uh, that brings up another subject if we want to go there. Okay. Um, Being around. People, you could say, well, why did you start a band called off with Dimitri Coates and Stephen McDonald and Mario Rubacaba? Mm -hmm. Because I had surrounded myself with guys who continually made um, excuses and excusing themselves from doing work and... um, becoming lazy mm-hmm. and just not very inspiring. And I just, I got a phone call one night at 1030 at night and the, 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 the lead off to the conversation, the lopsided conversation was, we know you're going to quit the band over the decision that we've made. <laughs> that's a good way to start. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like, uh, the, uh, there used to be a thing here in the U.S. I don't know if it happened up in Canada, but there would be door-to-door salesmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. And you wouldn't start your pitch off, like if you were trying to sell a vacuum or if you were trying to sell uh, kitchen and bathroom supplies or uh, linens or whatever you were selling, uh, electric shavers. Uh, you wouldn't start your pitch off by, you don't want to buy this. <laughs> no. Off is like the best thing that's happened to you for a very long time, is it not? I mean, it's got you sort of rocking on all cylinders. That's a that's a terrible thing to say, the analogy, but you know what I mean. Rocking on all <laughs> cylinders, firing on all cylinders. You're just going full bore. You've got the pedal to the metal. Dude, you're rocking so hard, everybody's eyes are falling out. Yeah. yeah I mean. um, well... Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I uh, was certainly lifted out of a very depressing area, and uh, you know, at first, a couple of us were in a situation, uh, a financial situation, where um, we we'd go across the street to the market and purchase the cheapest uh, frozen pizza we could find. Mm-hmm. You know, like the three dollar three ninety eight. Hopefully, something's on special. You know, two pizzas for six dollars or what have you. And one day, Dimitri just struck that chord, mm-hmm. and we gotta go with it. <laughs> Let's do this. This takes me back to a place where. 
um, all of these guys had kind of maybe wanted to go to, but had absolutely no idea or uh, not, not, not having the wherewithal or possessing the energy, possessing the mentality or the vibe. Mm -hmm. So, um, we just went with it and it elevated for, for whatever reason, it elevated all of us out of our dumps, out of our doldrums, out of our, um, very like, like a really ugly, gray, gritty, um, nasty area, mm-hmm. you know, and some of these guys, uh, between the three of them, they've got five kids, right? you know, and so there's mouths to be fed. You don't just get to be a deadbeat dad. Mm-hmm. We, we got to sort this out. We got to figure this out. And so consequently, we just went for it. And it's, it's been amazing. It's been a, 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 a really incredible run. I have, I have done more uh, flying and spent more time in airports and in foreign places uh, over the past seven years. Mm-hmm than I had in my entire lifetime Yeah, leading up to that point. And there must have been a time, you know, while the circle jerks were kind of coming to an end and all that, when you didn't even see that necessarily being a possibility in the future. You probably thought you were going to fade off into the sunset or something. Or maybe I don't want to assume that, but I I wonder. Um, I had got to the point where um, I, I started thinking, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's the, what is the turn that I'm going to make, or what is the detour, or what's the next chapter, or what am I doing with my life? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And we started doing this thing, and, and it was just, it, it, it was in... Uh, uh, inevitable situation where, you know, I actually was presented opportunities that had been presented before, but between the four of us in the past, we couldn't reach around and grab our own asses. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, What's the status with flag? Is that... Still, any even a thing anymore? Have you guys got any plans to do more shows? Well, we are <clears throat> like Iggy Pop, getting ready to um, hopefully just go on a uh, a long hiatus. Mm-hmm. That that's that's what we're looking at right now because there's a new Descendants album out. It's very good too. And in their world, in in Billy Stevenson's world. That's number one. Yeah. That's the big priority. Everybody else can just wait, wait their turn. And so that... And I don't mind. Mm-hmm. See, I don't mind because I've got other things that I can do that, mm-hmm. you know, that are going to keep me busy, uh, keep me 
up and doing stuff and you know i was just in japan yeah promoting a clothing line and this clothing line is not for everybody <laughs> my, i know that already from the description <laughs> yeah my situation um is you know um the the, the world that i'm um a part of I, I I try to be bigger than the world that I'm a part of, like have more of a vision, not walk around with my head in a box. Sure. Uh, being almost 62 years old, I have to think about other things that are going to help pay my rent, pay my bills. Yeah. Health insurance. Health insurance is a fucking drag, and it's expensive. It's really expensive. And you know what? I just brought that up, and I'm glad I brought it up because I'm completely spaced out because I've got to go and, for the first time, use my California Blue Shield. I've got to go buy some insulin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right now? Um, well, when we're through. When we're through, okay. When well, I get ready to go eat lunch, i got to have some insulin. That must be a pain. Um, it is. At, at first, it was very scary because um, they put me on pills mm-hmm. that made everything that I ate just fall out of my backside. Yeah. Uh, all, all I had to do was sit down, and everything would just fall right out. That's awful. Um, yeah, if you can imagine that, that's Whoop. a that's a that's a very bright and beautiful picture. <laughs> um, and I was losing weight. I was down to when I uh, started to really get down and dig into it. I weighed eighty-five pounds. Holy shit! Really? Yeah. Oh man. Um, now I'm I'm up to where I need to be, mm-hmm. but I also discovered that the pills were not working for me, mm-hmm. and that the diabetic diet wasn't working for me. And then I discovered that I had to. Um, shoot up insulin and when i mean shoot up it's not like what you see in the movies where they there's a spoon and a lighter and black stuff bubbling in the spoon and then it being drawn out into like a full length syringe we use these um they're called short needles it's almost like skin popping. You just you got to just find a muscle or find some fat mm-hmm. and go at it. And um, I slowly got it together, but I got to use two different types of insulin, and it's expensive. And here in the United States, these fucking pharmaceutical companies. Now we're talking politics again. <laughs> so if you could just reach through the the receiver and punch me or slap me or kick me. That's okay. I kind of expect that, (laughs) but it's, uh, there, we're just being fleeced. Yeah. We are just being like, um, uh, what's happening with all of these political figures and all of these different corporations and all of this blatant fuck you, what's in it for me, and you're fucked, and we're just going to roll right over you, and, you know, where's my profit? What's the profit margin? All of those people, they're not really 
thinking it through. Yeah. They're just going for it and grabbing what they can get. It's like, what's mine? What's in it for me? And not thinking about, you know, what's going to happen in 10 years? What's going to happen to the the population that we've just fucking robbed bare? How are they going to buy whatever we're manufacturing? You know, if we're outsourcing the jobs, if we're fucking building stuff in other places... It's a messed if up we're, time. If we're if we're if we're becoming robots in the factories. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know what to say. Uh, it's uh, you know, at least there's people like you and me with, who can see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm looking at the children's. Uh, hospital of Los Angeles. Okay. And there's a helipad. I can hear it, on yeah. On the, the second building, so I don't know if you're picking up the helicopter in the background. I can't, yeah, I am. But I, I live under the uh, emergency flight path. Mm. And then I also have a fire station uh, maybe a half a block away. And then I'm also looking at the Vista Theater, which uh, sits on Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. So you don't live in Hermosa Beach anymore? No, no, no. Um, I I love Hermosa Beach. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I loved Hermosa Beach. When I grew up in Hermosa Beach, I spent about 23, 24 years there. Right. Great place when I was growing up. Now, if you go down there now... On a Friday night, um, all that's missing is the fucking wet T-shirt contest (laughs) and the fucking dude on the corner selling bags of cocaine. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, fuck, I might as well be in Fort Lauderdale or, you know. The the last time I was down there in Spain, spent any real time there it was um uh, it was beautiful mm-hmm. but at the same time it was ridiculous well that's too bad man that's sad yeah yeah okay i gotta get this question in because i, 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 I i'm dying to ask you i know that you're friends with those golden voice guys uh-huh so what's the scoop on the Led Zeppelin reunion, man? Come on. Um, apparently, what I've heard, mm-hmm. they're they're not doing Desert Trip this year. I was invited right. to the last Desert Trip, and I've seen the Rolling Stones. I mean, it would be great to see them again before you know Keith Richards falls over. Right. Charlie Watts isn't going anywhere, but. Keith Richards, he he could be the first to go. I, I've seen Neil Young. Yeah, I've seen Pink Floyd, yeah. and I heard that Roger Waters' um, visuals mm-hmm. were just unparalleled, just like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, who else played? Bob Dylan, um, McCartney. I, I I'm a, I'm a Dylan fan, but it took like forty years. <laughs> yeah, and 
Uh, I've heard nothing but uh, just thumbs down, like one out of ten stars. <laughs> um, if if Hustler was rating his musical performance with their erections, it would be like half an erection out of five. Yeah. Um, who else played? There was somebody else played. The Who? The Who. Yeah. Now, uh, I sit on a I'm sitting on the I'm sitting on a fence over the Who because I saw the Who with Keith Moon. Oh man. And that was the only time that I've seen the Who. And you know, it, it, I, I, I would imagine that, you know, maybe the, whoever's playing with them is good. You know, they wouldn't play with some schlub. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't play with a drum machine. No. Uh, they wouldn't play with a hologram. Uh, <laughs> but that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. To play with a hologram of Keith Moon. That would be interesting. Like live at Leeds. Alive at Leeds, Keith Moon, who is like one of these drummers that is just fucking um, untouchable. Um, but I really uh, was not really that interested. Right. So back you to know, the Zeppelin it, thing. You just, you gotta, I thought I was going to get some insight. Back to Led Zeppelin. Right. I, I saw Led Zeppelin once. It was one of the worst shows that I've ever seen. Oh. And I've seen some yeah. really fucking awful shows, <laughs> uh, including the New York Dolls. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I saw the New York Dolls and uh, walked out after three songs because they didn't even sound like songs. They're just too wasted or what? Um, wasted, hmm. horrible sound man. The sound man, shouldn't, the sound man should have been fired right on the spot. Yeah. Um, but getting back to Led Zeppelin, it's kind of like the Who without Keith Moon. No John Bonham. Who the fuck's going to fill his shoes? Well, it's his kid, right? Yeah, but so what? <laughs> Does his kid wear a, wear his dad's wig and a mustache? <laughs> did his dad? Did his kid put on the, the kind of weight that uh, Bonham had when when he died? You know. Um, I, it depends upon who else was going to be playing. But getting back to the rumor, yeah. apparently, from what I've heard through the grapevine, is that Robert Plant says he'll do it. Oh, wow. Wow. I knew I, was, I, knew I had the right guy to ask. You know, and then there was speculation as to who all else was going to be on this one. Uh, Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles, and they're doing a big thing. They're doing two nights at the fucking Dodger Stadium, and then they're doing the same thing on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Like, each night is three bands with Fleetwood Mac headlining one night and the Eagles headlining the other, and they're both bands that I could really not give a shit about. <laughs> Um, and I've seen them both, Yeah. but I've, uh, seen them both. Like I saw the Eagles when they put out the first album, when they had Bernie Ledden playing with them, Bernie Ledden is like a bluegrass dude. Yeah. So they were actually really closer to country than they 
their their greatest hits album is the biggest selling fucking record in the history of the world. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you own it? <laughs> I'm just being facetious now. Yeah. It's time for some humor because we, we've gotten really serious. So who's playing Desert Trip? Um, we've, we've eliminated Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. We've eliminated the Eagles. Yeah, because, I mean, after they line up last year, there really isn't – like, who, who, who could compare on that level well, right? other than Zeppelin? Well, you got to look at um, bands that may be – uh, came a little bit later who were actually right. pretty big. Like you 2 um, We just had uh, ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, play at the Hollywood Bowl. I think they sold out. Mm. It was either three or four nights. The Hollywood Bowl holds 20,000 people. Yeah. That's, that's a... Uh, they would certainly be a consideration. I always kind of secretly uh, liked ELO. Pardon me? I said, I always kind of secretly liked ELO. Is that okay? I don't yeah. secretly like ELO. No. I love ELO. Oh, okay, good. All right. Yeah, the original ELO with, with Roy Wood. Yeah. When it, was, when it was the move, moving on to something else mm-hmm. with more strings. Oh. A, with a little bit more classical influence. Yeah. And then Jeff Lynn wrote all of those hits. What did he, he had a string of like, what, fucking 10 hits? Yeah. You know, how often does that happen? Yeah. And then, of course, what would you put Katy Perry on there? You put fucking um, Nine Inch Nails. No, I'm just, now I'm going off, I'm just fucking wandering and ranting. and. Oh, boy. Uh, you couldn't put Cream back together because Jack Bruce is gone. Yeah, Ginger Baker is um, insane. Maybe, maybe Creedence Clearwater if John Fogarty agreed to play with the three other guys, which he never will do. Um, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, couldn't couldn't do a Velvet Underground. No. Talking um, Heads, Talking Heads reunion. That's what I want to see. Um, I, I didn't, I, I, I've never really liked them. Oh. I, I like a song here and there. Yeah. I don't know if they're big enough to pull something like that off. Perhaps not. Um, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. And Young. <laughs> yeah, they, that would be something. If they could, if they could agree to, like, fucking, if, you know, get along with Neil Young. I thought, it was well, Cros- I thought it was Crosby who was the who was the the major dickhead in the group. Um. Well, they had a falling out with Neil Young. He was the guy that you know didn't want to play certain songs or didn't want to rehearse or right. You know, and then, you know, you look at scenarios like uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. And then of course you could have somebody like Joni Mitchell, who, even though she's recovering from some kind of brain thing or whatever it was, uh, getting up there and doing like four or five songs. Yeah. Um, I actually, at one time I used to, uh, go see these, um, TV tapings for, um, Don Kirshner's rock concert in the Midnight Special. Yeah, okay. So I saw all of these 
the the list of bands that I saw, if you saw it, you would just go, fuck. You know, there's some really great stuff there. There's some really mediocre stuff there, but it's like all the stuff that I saw for free. And what would happen is the bands would show up, they'd set up, and they'd play like five or six songs, and then the next band, it was the next band's turn. So I actually saw Linda Ronstadt Mm. and Jackson Brown backed by the Eagles. Oh, cool. And this was back when... You know, there was a time when the Eagles were actually um, pretty listenable, you know, (laughs) for like their first record. Sure. When they actually had that um, Americana uh, country rock thing going before they started like busting out with all of the hits. And that was actually a pretty um, incredible show. I mean, granted... You know, there'll be all of these punker dunkers who are listening to, you know, our conversation and they're and they're going, Well, I thought you started uh playing punk rock because you hated all of that. <laughs> um, I, I I hate some of it. Yeah. But I am an adult and as I've grown up I've um learned that I I can expand my musical vocabulary and my musical tastes. Of course. You know, it's certainly not the end of your world. It's not like, you know, I'm in your bedroom choosing songs for you to listen to. You know, because what? Here, here's another thing that happens. You know, people, you know, somewhere at the end of our conversation, you're going to ask me, so what are the bands that you're listening to? No, I wasn't going to ask you that because I knew not to. Because I, <laughs> I, I read your book, man. <laughs> What are the bands that you're listening to? You know, and I'm standing in my living room, and I'm surrounded by all of these framed posters. And I would say, well, you'd listen to Sticky Fingers by the Rolling Stones. You'd listen to Nothing Shocking by Jane's Addiction. Uh, You'd listen to Super Chunk and Rocket from the Crypt and X. You know, more fun in the New World and Alice Cooper, Love It to Death and Blind Faith and Golden Earring and Black Sabbath Volume 4. And, you know, that's just like one section of my living room super chunk did i say super chunk and rocket from the crib you did fucking sparks and the who and jesus lizard and chambers brothers rocky erickson john coltrane sonic youth monster magnet burning brides ufo hey are you just doctor doctor please So everybody needs to run out and buy records by all of these groups that I've just rattled off. Okay. Of course not. You know, it's like my my taste, what I think is great. You know, don't count on me to tell you what to listen to. Go to the record store. Keep your fingers crossed as you're going in that the person behind the counter has the wherewithal to play something really fucking cool that you've not ever heard. Yeah. And then you can walk up to him or her and you can say, what are we listening to? Because I do that all the time. Yeah, you know, me you'll too. Get, you, you'll, get, you'll get that record store person who's just too fucking cool that's <laughs> going to play something that, of course, they'll tell you, well, we're listening to uh, Zeke Stratosphere's Grabarski's fucking third pitch at the home run plate. <laughs> but we don't have it in stock because 
they broke up 30 years ago and I'm just so fucking cool that, you know, my boss didn't tell me that, you know, we have all of these records that are on display, all of these CDs. Don't you think it would be cool to, like, play some of that stuff? Oh, boy. And on that note, yeah. don't fucking listen to a thing that I have to say. <laughs> okay. <No. clears throat> hey, Keith, uh, you know, I had no idea this was going to be an hour-long interview, and I have enjoyed every second of it. Thank you. Well, I can run down the stairs, and you could talk to um, <laughs> Mickey, who is um, – she's out there pulling weeds and mm. uh, cutting leaves off the tree. She's um, one of the um, – <clears throat> Uh, this is this is this is going to be um, totally politically correct. Okay. Chinese lesbian landlords. <laughs> I want to use that song in a. I'm, I want to use that line, that lyric, yeah. in a song. Sure. Um, but it just doesn't work out that way. <laughs> How do you rhyme landlord? I mean, that's that's really. Um, I can't wait. Surfboard. Oh yeah, maybe. Chinese lesbian landlords ski rack with their surfboards. <clears throat> Wants me to move my surfboard from the hallway. No, I'm terrible. Or they they they. Go through twice at the smorgasbord. You're familiar with the, what a smorgasbord is. Of course, yes. It's a it's a buffet. All you can eat. <laughs> yeah. For eighteen ninety nine, Golden Corral. You have Golden Corral. Um, I don't think we do, but I we get you know we get a lot well, of American ads. You should ads. be thankful <laughs> that you don't. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, just dropping out your backside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't believe that I have to do this, but I have to go get my haircut in 10 minutes. i got to cut this off, Keith. I, I uh, need to get a haircut, too, but I'm, <laughs> that's not on my list of things to do today. Okay. <clears throat> um, thanks, man. I really, uh, really enjoyed that. Okay. Thank you again, and uh, I'm going gonna to come to your, your signing reading, whatever it is, uh, when I'm down in Vegas next week, and I can't wait to shake your hand, my friend. Okay. All right, take care. Right on. Right on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This has been the Punk Show Podcast. If you'd like to hear more, including kick-ass punk music, go to thezone.fm slash punk. Oh, yeah. And be sure to check out the Punk Show on Facebook and Instagram.